0: 3, 2, 1, Welcome to David the Dog Trainer Podcast, episode one hundred and thirty-one. Uh, and today we have some breaking news. Play like
1: the CNN, Fox yeah.
0: News chime. Insert here. This just in. This is Hannity with your news report.
1: Chris, Chris Hannity.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I've been messaged about. 800 times over the last week to cover the first off I appreciate that I have people reaching out to me (laughs) respecting and valuing my opinion enough to want me to cover a topic right I appreciate that now I'd already kind of planned on talking about this topic a little bit because it's obviously been all over my feed lately and um (laughs) you know uh uh B- the topic just to, just to got there. So there's a, there's a a new Zach George. Zach George loves starting these fucking wars, man. Yeah, right. He does. So Zach George has a <laughs> war against the Dog Daddy right now. Now this kind of started a little bit ago uh, when we did the Zach George's war against balance training and the Ivan Balabanov and Robert Cabral and all that. And Zach George kind of jumped into it, or not Zach George. Uh, dog Daddy kind of jumped into it a little bit. Yeah. And it kind of started there. Then nothing ever came about of it. They kind of had a little back and forth. Oh, I hate you. I hate you both blah, 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 right? Um, It has gotten absolutely out of hand. And and here's the thing, right? This is going to be some, this is going to be part, like, uh, informative, educational, and, like, uh, entertainment, right? For, like, the let's break down the tea kind of thing, right? Yeah. But... Um, I do want to segue some of all of this into the more serious side of what's going on mm-hmm. and how this could have absolutely horrendous, serious ramifications for people in the dog industry or the dog training world, regardless okay. of, um, if you think you're on like the extreme end of tool users or a more heavy handed trainer, you know, or just a regular balance trainer in general, mm-hmm. um, because basically what we have, and this has happened to two individuals so far over the last week. One is American Standard Canine, which was actually supposed to join us on the podcast today to talk about his experience with basically having somebody's fan base weaponized against him, mm-hmm. right? Uh, in a way where it's past just like social media hate and like, you know, like, oh, yeah. you're you're just, you're shitty and I don't like what you're doing and blah, 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 there's a better way. And, mm-hmm. and more so like it's like, serious trying to crush an individual's, like, reputation, uh, uh, you know, uh, trying to get, like, legal action against them, like, like real serious problems, right? So it's happened with him. He'll be joining us in the next week or so. He's just in the process of moving to North Carolina, so it just with the move and everything today was just a little too much for him to Mm. hop on. That's going to be a great episode, though, because part one was fantastic with him. That was a very, very, very well-received episode. We had a really awesome conversation with him. I'm very excited to do it again. Uh, And then Dog Daddy is the other individual that it's happened to. Now, we've talked about this before. We had Dog Daddy on the podcast, right? And we did a follow-up episode the following week where we kind of broke down why the dog daddy is kind of such a controversial figure in dog training right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Regardless of if you think dog daddy is a good trainer or not, or even a good person or not, Mm -hmm. right? He is going around the world. He's helping dogs. His clientele is happy. And if he were doing anything wrong, dude would be in jail right now, right? So Zach George has... Got this thing out against him right now, right? And if anybody follows Zach George, I, I just I just looked this up. I was, I was just pulling up receipts, right? Twenty three of his last twenty seven Instagram posts are all about Dog Daddy. <laughs> twenty three out of the last twenty seven. That is a very yeah. very very large percentage, and that's spanning weeks. Right. Yeah. So his entire page right now is dedicated to destroying Dog Daddy. Right. Yeah. So he made this YouTube video uh, seven days ago where all of the where's my cursor where all of this kind of started. Right. Um, basically for fans of Dog Daddy only, this is what we are doing to Dog Daddy and why. This video I actually have not watched. So we'll watch this in real time, we'll react to it. Uh, we'll talk about some of the things that he's been doing over the course of obviously this last week or so and why some of it is so just just bullshit, frankly, right? Yeah. And, and dangerous and unfair of him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about how um, my opinions as to why he still to this day, aside from doing these blasted videos like this, refuses to have a conversation with Anybody of an opposing side pass just a back and forth video like this, Mm -hmm. right? So uh, Ivan Balabanov, uh, who was a part of the kind of Zach George dog daddy um, um, controversy um, or or, or the balance training versus force-free kind of controversy, uh, he made a post just yesterday, I believe, basically like I'm trying to get in touch with Zach George. He currently got a ton of funding and is working with, let me pull up the post here, I'll just make sure that I'm accurate about all of this. We
1: screenshot that too when you get to yeah yeah yeah
0: I will. Okay, yeah, so he said, I need some help to connect. I've reached out to Zach George a few times to invite him to join me in conducting a study comparing the effectiveness and ethical considerations of positive reinforcement only and quote unquote shock based dog training methods. Surprisingly, he has not responded to me. Could be that I'm not successful in reaching him. This invitation stems from his previous critique of my presentation, The Real Facts of Science Based Dog Training, where he questions the relevance of the research I cited because it is outdated. Given our collaboration with a respected canine research lab, I believe Zach's participation would demonstrate his commitment to evidence-based practices, a.k.a. force-free dog training, would demonstrate his commitment to evidence-based practices, which he promotes to the millions of people who follow him on social media. The offer remains open, and we hope he'll consider it for the great benefit of dogs and their owners, right? So basically, he's got funding. He's working with a lab that can do testing on different, Right. And he is looking to provide current research and evidence, disproving some of the force free claims, disproving some of the force free articles, which, by the way, if you listen to our podcast last week with Danny Wells. He was mentioning uh, a man named Jamie, who's a trainer out in the UK that is very, very fluent in the articles and the studies that are disproving mm-hmm. the uh, the balance training side of the argument. We are working on getting him on the podcast as well, guys. These net this next month or so, there's going to be a lot of lot of good stuff coming on this Pretty podcast, good. right? And and I really obviously like like i'm team like we're podcasters partially right mm-hmm. we want to put out entertaining content for you guys we want to share our dog training stories we want to help you guys as listeners and stuff like that but in this world per that conversation we had last week with Danny there are serious things moving in the dog world and people trying to destroy what it is that we're doing Right? They yep. want to make it very, 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 very challenging for us to be able to help you. They want to make it illegal for the things that we're doing right now to help you with your dog. But they, they want to make that stuff illegal. right? So anybody that's a listener here that has either worked with us and been benefited through our training process or has worked with a similar trainer to us and has been benefited by that process or had their life changed by that process, they want to make that illegal. Mm -hmm. And in the UK, they were almost successful in getting it to a point where they made a national mandate or whatever the UK, I don't know if that's national or not, whatever, but they made it a mandate that they were going to make it illegal to do that. Mm -hmm. Just think about that for a minute. Literally, it is breaking the law. You could have your dog taken from you. You could be charged Tens of thousands of dollars in fines. You could Mm -hmm. be put in jail over some of this kind of stuff. Yep. All for the things we do every single day to help our clientele. Right, Mm -hmm. While you got doofuses like this on the fucking internet with 3.7 million subscribers just on his YouTube channel alone that are weaponizing those followers to shut down anybody that is making a name for themselves that's helping clients, that's out there in the trenches. Dog Eddie, if you like him or not, he is out there in the real world training dogs every single day. People that have troubled dogs that they're going to need to put their dog down or those dogs are ruining their life and he's helping them overcome these issues and those clientele are saying, he's helping us, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And they're making up claims and you're going to see this video. I'm sure, I haven't watched it yet. It's going to be just full of bullshit claims of, well, science says that what he's doing is going to make things worse, but then you have the clientele saying, but it's not,
1: it's yeah. helping us
0: exactly. and he and guys like this are just sitting behind their screen, making videos like this, not actually training dogs. I would be very, very curious how many dogs Zach George has actually trained in the last three months. <laughs> I, I bet you the number is under 10. Oh, I'm sure. I bet you it's under 10. I bet you it might be under five. That doesn't include his personal dogs, clients' dogs, and I would bet you most of them are puppies because the videos he's posted on his Instagram of dogs he's currently training are all dogs that are like under six months old.
2: Mm. So listen,
0: this is, I say this because this is all very, very serious business. And though I love sharing the dog training side of things and I work with dogs every single day at the training center and are helping people, this is a big, big thing that I can do with my small following that it is. Fucking peanuts in comparison to these guys. But I could help spread awareness of this and make sure people know how shitty some of this stuff is. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, let's let's do this. We're going to start... I'll, I'll, I'm not going to talk on, uh, uh, um, American standard canine story because when he comes on, I want him to share his side of what happened to him. Uh, he had a a very serious one lately. Uh, you can go on his YouTube channel and watch his response to all of the hate. And and basically he shares a little bit of the information on what happened to him, but we're going to talk on this kind of Zach George, uh, dog daddy side of things here. And then in addition to that, like I said, Ivan, he tried to reach out to him to get him to come do this. And he had no interest in it. And I'm trying to wonder if we should watch this video first or we should read Zach George's like really quick back and forth uh, with Ivan on why he won't do this study with him. Which one do you think we should do first? Read that first. I let's think. read this first so we're not jumping all over the place. Okay. So I read Ivan invited Zach George to come do a study. Okay. So let's read Zach George's reply to this. <clears throat> Thank you for the invitation to collaborate on a comparative study between positive reinforcement and shock-based dog training methods. While the notion of academic rigor is one I wholeheartedly endorse, I must decline for several key reasons. Firstly, there's already a robust scientific consensus that strongly supports positive reinforcement methods over aversive techniques. The consensus spans multiple disciplines, including psychology, ethology, and veterinarian science, among others. Given this, revisiting the topic would be akin to conducting a study to prove that apples fall downwards due to gravity. While intriguing, it isn't the best use of resources when the science is already well-established. Okay, so basically what he's saying is, we already have a study that was done, but... As the years go on, no different than he disproved Ivan's studies due to the age of those studies. Mm -hmm. Your studies are getting older by the day. So at what point do your studies become disproved due to the fact that they're old? And wouldn't you want to stay current on continuing to prove your side of the equation? Mm -hmm. Especially in this type of a format. Yeah, for sure. Secondly... A study incorporating aversive methods raises significant ethical and methodological 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 i don't know if that's whatever <laughs> methodological concerns including the potential for results skewed by stress or fear response. I want to stop right there so Let me read that again. Secondly, a study incorporating aversive methods raises significant ethical and methodological concerns, including the potential for results skewed by stress or fear responses. So what he's saying right there is, I'm scared that your results will prove falsely that you're right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what that means. Yep. That's what that means. Because here's the thing. All of your other studies that you have state that you could test for stress. You could test for fear. You could test cortisol levels. You could do all of those types of things, mm-hmm. right? So so just conduct the study in a way that if you're so good at recognizing the stress or fear responses, I'm sure a trained scientist oh, that yeah. knows what they're doing would not be deceived by <laughs> that, Zach George. <laughs> Participation could suggest to my audience that I find some merit in shock-based methods, which would be contrary to the principles I and many in the scientific community espouse. We all have an ethical obligation to prioritize the emotional and psychological well-being of dogs. Shock-based methods are inherently at odds with this principle. Again, further saying, it would suggest to the audience he finds merit in shock-based methods because it would probably show that the results gotten by shock based or balanced methods mm-hmm. are faster more effective or at a minimum equally effective to your force free methods yeah again the reason why he's declining this further says that the stu- look, if you read between the lines of this right, We all have an ethical obligation to prioritize the emotional and psychological well being of dogs. Shock based methods are inherently at odds with this principle. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, find some merit in shock based methods, which would be contrary to the principles I and many in the scientific community espouse. What he's saying is I'm not going to be a part of a study unless the study is done with an intentional bias to prove that the shock based methods Mm -hmm. are bad. Because all of the studies that have been s- done so far mm-hmm. are done with the bias of intentionally trying to figure out a way to study what they're studying in a way that makes them look bad or puts them in a bad light. Yep. Right. 100%. Let's let's look at what that could mean. Right. As they're studying this, they could look at the second. I, let's say I'm stopping jumping. Right. And we're trying to determine is jumping can jumping be stopped faster and more effectively with shock based methods. Right. And obviously, we know you could stop jumping in two seconds with a correction, yeah. right? You might be able to temporarily stop jumping with uh, force-free methods, but it's going to take probably quite a bit longer than oh, that. yeah. For sure. So instead of... Testing the study in a way that goes through the whole span of from start of the training through the correction through later on when the, the jumping is totally gone and rooted out where yep. we prove it's gone for good and the stress from the initial correction is then gone at that point. Mm-hmm. They're going to test just the moment we give the correction, which obviously is going to cause a degree of stress on the dog because Mm -hmm. we're teaching the dog not to do that thing. And they say, oh, look, there's stress right there. You made the problem worse. You created stress in the dog by giving that correction Mm -hmm. as opposed to testing 20 minutes later when the dog's like, oh, I just don't jump. I don't get a correction. I'm not stressed anymore, right? So, so the studies, you see how they could be spun in a way that proves whatever point it is you're trying to do. And Mm -hmm. Zach George knows that we can do the exact same thing. And now we have the funding to be able to do the exact same thing. We have the resources to do the exact same thing. So I don't want to be a part of it because Mm -hmm. your study might prove you're right. (sighs) Next, the most critical oversight in advocating for shock-based methods is the neglect of a dog's emotional well-being. It's not merely about achieving a physical position or an obedience command. It's about the means by which we instruct the dog to arrive at these behaviors. Emotional governance, how a dog feels before, during, and after the training, is paramount. When we resort to pain or discomfort, we are not merely teaching a behavior. We are instilling an emotional state, often one of fear or anxiety, with the behavior we're trying to inhibit. We don't want the dog to jump. Mm -hmm. We want the dog to have an association of something negative with jumping. Yeah. These emotional states have lasting consequences, not just in the training session, but in the overall dog's well-being and interactions with the world. In modern scientifically supported dog training, there's no room for methods that disregard or compromise a dog's emotional state. We must strive for techniques that are not only are effective, but also promote a healthy, emotional, and psychological life for our dogs. Anything less is not just outdated. It's ethically indefensible. So basically, a long-winded way of saying, I'm not going to do it because you might prove that you're right. Mm -hmm. Don't you care about the dog's emotional (laughs) well-being when that's the exact thing that he's trying to study? Yes. So Ivan replied, I'm glad you responded to the invitation. I have zero interest to go further trying to convince you the year is 2023, which means that any study that is conducted today must meet ethical standards. That is the beauty of it. No one is interested in strapping a collar on a dog and abusing them. This isn't the goal or focus of one of the world's most esteemed canine research institutions and universities. Now, Uh, The reason why I said no one is interested in strapping a collar on the dog and abusing them is because most of the studies that are done in a way to try to paint the e collar in a bad light have been done in a way where the tool has been misused or intentionally used in very extreme, unfair ways Mm -hmm. to try to show an increased stress response Mm -hmm. in cases. Yeah. You focus on the efficacy, but ignore the fact that I did also say ethical outcomes are not going to be ignored. That's unfortunate. Science is not permanent. It evolves through new discoveries, changing paradigms, 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 yeah, yeah. That's a stupid way to spell that word. <laughs> 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 improved methods, reevaluation of data, societal shifts, and continual testing. It seeks to refine and expand our understanding rather than establishing fixed truths. Having said that, I'm not surprised you're declining the opportunity. For the record, you're not the only one we are reaching out to. There are influential trainers that are sincerely interested in the advancements and improvement. We all want that. It may very well be that the study proves... R plus is superior in efficacy and welfare altogether. Anyways, it's all good on my end. So he basically said, I knew you were going to be a bitch about it. (laughs) Yeah. And then one last reply, and then we'll move on to this video. So Zach replied, Ivan, I appreciate your follow-up and the clarification around the ethical standards that any modern study must meet. You're absolutely right. Science is an evolving discipline open to continual testing and refinement. However, while ethics may may be a part of your study's focus. The concern for many in the community, myself included, is the perpetuation of methods that have continuously shown to be less effective and potentially harmful. These methods, even when packaged within a study that claims to consider ethics, could potentially normalize or legitimize them, which means that it could normalize them by proving that (laughs) they're better. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. By proving Uh, that they're not harmful. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. I agree that new discoveries and societal shifts influence science. My reluctance stems from not wanting to be a part of a study that may inadvertently give weight to outdated methods that I and the larger scientific community within the field find to be less effective and less humane. Again, giving weight to them. Because they're better, <laughs> right? Like, like th- this is like a case in point example of somebody avoiding simply because they know in their heart they're wrong. Yep. This is why every. T- Let me read the rest of this. Thank you for extending the invitation and for understanding my position. I'm pleased to hear that there are other influential trainers interested in contributing to the advancement of the field. And then he signed Zach George. Oh, great. I'm glad, I'm glad. we didn't know that you were right. Yeah. Based on your bubble saying <laughs> that it was you, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Jesus. so here's the thing, right? This is why they, they say, like, you know, people don't debate things that they're not confident in, right? Myself, we've invited eight gazillion force free trainers to come on the podcast and talk to us, or just talk mm-hmm. to us in general, right? Yep. Outside of a back and forth Facebook comment discussion, right? Yeah. I. Anybody that disagreed with me, I would be happy to come on a podcast with them, have a conversation with them and discuss and debate the feelings that I have towards a particular topic because I'm confident in the things that I say. Mm-hmm. Right? I feel strongly that they actually are true and I feel I understand them well enough and yeah. I understand the counterpoints well enough to know that I could debate it easily. Mm-hmm. Right? The other side If they felt the same way, would have that conversation and would feel the same way, but they don't, which is why they refuse to have these conversations. Hundred percent. All right. So that was that. Just happened last night. So let's get into this video. So again, Zach George is he's got a war out against the Dog Daddy here, right? Uh, Again, we could debate whether the dog daddy is good trainer, bad trainer, a weirdo, dress is really funny, you know what I mean? Like we could have all these different Mm. fucking debates all day long, right? But with the millions and millions of followers that the dog daddy has, if he were truly doing something illegal or wrong or harming dogs or putting people's lives in danger or any of those types of things people are saying that he's doing, he would not be doing what he's doing still. No. He would be arrested. He would be charged. There'd be all sorts of things out against him, blah, 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 but there's not. So what Zach George has kind of moved to doing is doing anything in his power to shut him down, including, including 23 of the last 27 posts he's made on his channels that have millions and millions and millions of followers doing nothing but telling people to go to Dog Daddy's page, Report his page, make comments on his stuff. He's been posting the addresses of everywhere that he's been. Go- Dog Daddy has been traveling to and doing meetups and doing group classes to have people go to them to try to shut them down and protest them. He has. And this is the really fucked up one, right? Wow. He has literally. He made a video, right, where he posted the link to the event center that Dog Daddy was hosting his seminar at. And we're talking, this is just a place that does fucking weddings and shit that he rented out to have his seminar at. Yeah. He posted links to the place's page that have like a thousand followers. He posted the phone numbers to the place on his page that has millions of followers and told his following to blow that place up, telling them that oh, you have the chance to do the right thing right now. If you don't cancel Dog Daddy's seminar, we're gonna take that as you are okay with abusive animal methods, and we're gonna write you all these horrible reviews all their posts have hundreds of comments right now of just Zach George fans calling them fucking dog abuser advocates and, and things like that. People calling wow. their business repeatedly over and over and over again, right? Like, listen, we see how quick stuff can gain traction on social media when Joe Schmoe that has 50 followers posts something talking about how horrible somebody is, right? Now, imagine that compounded times 3 million. Yeah. And imagine this business that probably doesn't even have a social media presence now has their entire company page ruined, Mm -hmm. their Google page ruined, and all of this because this fucking guy wants to weaponize his following against them and basically threaten and blackmail them that because we don't like Dog Daddy, you're just as at fault as he is right now because you're hosting him right now. Yeah. Guys, and this is where I say... We could sit here and agree or disagree if you think Dog Daddy's a good trainer or if he's a little more heavy-handed than he should be or Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. We could do that all day long, right? But in the end of the day, I know that myself, many other trainers that do behavioral modification, in Zach George's eyes, are just as guilty as the Dog Daddy, whether we're doing things exactly the same as him or not. And what happens when this fucking guy comes after you and weaponizes millions and millions of people to shut your business down? Dog Daddy can kind of ride through this because he's got just as many followers as as fucking Zach George does, right? What happens when it's us that have 21,000 followers? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? You really need to start thinking about that kind of stuff, right? Because this is how shit gets really out of hand. This Mm -hmm. is how you get put in a vulnerable position where, again, your business can be ruined because this guy disagrees with what you do. And you're not doing anything wrong. But this guy who have these extremist views, just like Danny Wells was talking about, doesn't like what you're doing. He's amassed millions of followers. He's very popular online. Mm -hmm. And because of that, he has the authority to be able to make some of these decisions and take that and tear people apart because of it. Yep. That's a huge problem. And I shared the story a couple weeks ago about the crazy follower that I had a phone conversation with the other day or a couple weeks ago or whatever it was, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and and we look at this and we look at these like 3.68 million followers. I bet you a very large percentage of them are Psychos like this person. Oh yeah. If you guys missed it, a couple weeks ago, I did an episode talking about a phone conversation I had with a hater, right, where I was basically threatened that, um, you know, he was going to like show up at my business if I, you know, was being a smart aleck to him or like all sorts of stuff like that. Like, like he was just going crazy. Like he was, he was a psycho, right? And now, let's say. 10,000 of these 3.7 million subscribers are like that guy and actually maybe even crazy enough to show up at your business and be a fucking lunatic. Mm -hmm. And you got this guy that's sending them your way. He's posting the addresses to these places. He's posting the phone numbers to these places, right? Mm -hmm. What do they call that? Doxing? Is that what that is?
1: Yeah, it's doxing, which is like a big no-no, which he could get his shit. We should all report him for doing that.
0: (laughs) It's just, it's, it's, it's kind of scary how much yeah. power some of these people have Oh yeah, just for the sheer fact that they have a lot of subscribers because they make yep. entertaining content, mm-hmm. right? So whatever. So I let's see, let's get into the video. What do you going to say? Yeah.
1: Well, just real quick. I mean, just, just by the look of this and what you've said, he, this is like the, you know, those like crazy ex stories. Yeah. Like he's acting like a crazy ex right now.
0: Tw- guys, just put it, put it into perspective. Over like a week and a half, 23 posts yeah. all made about That's the dog insane. daddy. That's right? insane. Literally posting every address of all his seminars and this and that. Doesn't and make I'll tell sense. you, man, Dog Daddy, whether you agree with him or not, he's been handling this like a champ.
1: Yeah.
0: He hasn't true. posted shit about it. He's made a couple little, you know, hey guys, appreciate you supporting me through all this stuff like that, right? But like, he's not giving into this. All his posts and stuff right now are not like defending himself against fucking Zach George. All his posts right now are just like, hey guys, thanks for showing up to my seminar today. Yeah. Hey, got this meetup going on. Like he's just going about things business as usual and he is riding the damn wave. And um, he's doing a good job with it. And another thing I appreciate is, listen, we've done a podcast episode on on Beckman here before, right? And, and you know, I don't agree with everything the guy does, um, but he did a, a podcast with Dog Daddy recently, it came out seven days ago as well. Um, it was a very good episode. I thought he did a really, really good job with how he had that conversation, defending him in light of all this kind of stuff. And we need more people to step up and just say, this isn't okay, right? I know a lot of people don't want to do it because dog daddy is controversial right mm-hmm. so they don't want to like act like oh i'm supporting him and then i'm gonna catch the fucking flack of this and stuff like that mm-hmm. right but like it's a very fine line between dog daddy and you and you could be next so if you don't start standing up and saying yo this like this bullshit it's past internet hate this yeah. is past oh i don't like dog daddy i don't like your methods there you know we have a better way of doing this it's now turned into taking real people on social media and And sending them to attack you, not only in social media and online, but in person. Mm -hmm. That's a problem, guys. I think also, if you look how much
1: he's like spinning this weird shit, like, and how far he's fallen, because, you know, he's got what, what is that, 3.6 million? Mm -hmm. And this came out a week ago and it has 32,000 views. Like, he's literally losing his marbles and he's losing his audience because Mm -hmm. they're starting to realize. He's a little crazy.
0: All right, you ready? Let's get in this. Yeah, I'm
2: ready. We have to temporarily interrupt operations of our YouTube channel to make you aware of something very big that's happening in the dog training world right now. Throughout this video, unfortunately, you're going to be seeing some graphic dog training content by Augusto de Oliveira. Many of you will find this triggering. I still think it's an important message. You can always just listen. For years, the dog training community has expressed major concern over the methods used.
0: I wanna be really clear also, because like he does, like he has basically compiled, now Dog Daddy posts everything, and right? And we talked a little bit about this before. Sometimes you can't post everything. Yeah. Things taken out of context generally don't go over very well. Now, Mm -hmm. I think you need to post some stuff. I think you need to be extremely transparent about what you do, but actually Mm -hmm. showing it sometimes can get you in a heap of trouble Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, it's like I always say, like, you know, I, in a lot of, I correct dogs, obviously, right? I correct them for jumping on things. Sometimes they let out a yip. Sometimes they jump a little bit when I corrected them. If, if I posted every single time I corrected a dog on YouTube and mm-hmm. somebody made a 30 minute compilation video of only the corrections, yeah, it would make me look like a fucking monster. It would make any dog trainer that corrects dogs look like a fucking monster, right? Especially when you're dealing with dogs that are trying to attack you, you have to get a little physical back with them to get them under control sometimes. And that's kind of what dog daddy's bread and butter is at a lot of these seminars. And he posts those highlights of him getting those dogs under control, which again, getting back to the controversialness of it. It does, it does put you in a very vulnerable position because I'm mm-hmm. sure in this video, he's going to post 8,000 clips that make the dog daddy look terrible. Oh, of course. Right. It doesn't show the after. It doesn't show the before of the dog going after him unprovoked before yeah. he ever did anything in the first place. It just shows him getting the dog under control.
2: Mm-hmm. So let's start. I, the dog dad. Recently, these concerns against him have escalated more than they ever have before. This has been the most significant rebellion from the public against his practices. Right now, the epicenter of this event is on Instagram, and I'm bringing some of it to YouTube because I want my entire audience to understand what's happening, why we are doing what we're doing, and why we expect to see change. The main objection stems from extremely harmful training techniques. These are some of the most egregious types of dog training that we see in social media. Augusto continues to promote these methods that could very easily create a public safety and health risk. Now, Why? another thing because I want to put out, right? Just because the the
0: the the use of his videos is really what they're using as leverage with this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Every single one of these clips is a short video he's posted and those are the videos that have gotten him so popular. So I sometimes also have a hard time wrapping my head around like you're posting these clips saying look how bad he is but him posting those clips in the first place is what got him millions and millions of followers because people have seen their dogs do all this shit regardless of what somebody's doing to them and they could relate to it and they understand more deeply than somebody like Zach George who just probably doesn't work with dogs like this.
2: Exactly. Treating fear with aggression has shown to increase the likelihood of aggressive behavior out of dogs in the long run. This is professionally irresponsible. The public has an expectation that when they engage a dog trainer, that that dog trainer has done their due diligence to become competent in their craft. This situation is resulting in potential protests at every professional operation that Augusto attempts to conduct business in. We're talking about it on Instagram. It's a big deal. That's where we need you if you're interested in helping us out with this. And genuinely my- See, that's
0: that's just he wants you going to all of his things. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Is to be accessible to everybody, especially Dog Daddy's audience. If you're a Dog Daddy fan, you are entitled to an explanation from us and why we are doing what we're doing. And I wanna be as transparent as I possibly can. Dog Daddy fans are some of my favorite people. They love dogs.
0: Shut, just shut up. You know what I mean?
2: Like. about making their life better and resolving behavioral problems with them. I understand when you're dealing with challenging dog problems, it can be exhausting, emotional, it can try your patience, it can feel like things aren't working until you acquire the right skill set. I get it. So I want to be here to answer absolutely any questions you might have. I'll do so to the best of my ability in the comments section. And we really want to provide clarity as to why we think the methods that he implements have no place in modern dog training. Even though we are organizing protests around Augusto de la Vera worldwide right now, we are not at all organizing protests against his followers. His followers are our friends. We are all the same people. There's no division. When we talk to law enforcement, now different districts have different views on this, but one of the themes we get when we talk to law enforcement is that, well, we, kinda need, we need to see things like broken vertebrae, broken bones. We need to see much more than this. To call this legal dog abuse. When I ask them, "What about psychological abuse?" They're like, "Oh well, you know, we don't we don't know anything about that." That's essentially what they say. And here's why psychological abuse and psychological trauma is particular. It's in many ways worse than physical abuse. That is because it increases the odds that a dog is likely to bite in the future. So particularly when you're using aggressive methods with dogs who have bite histories or who are likely to bite, you can't punish aggression out of a dog. But I wish there was a quick fix. There isn't. They're not cars. It's not like, hey, put a new alternator in. Boom. Yank, yank. It's fixed. You guys have to understand that. Even over many, in fact, it gets worse if you continue.
0: People are seeing it be a quick fix. Mm-hmm. You could say there's not a quick fix all day long. And I'm not saying there's like a quick, quick fix with things, right? I'm not disagreeing with the need to also, while you're stopping the behavior and suppressing the unwanted behavior, which means reducing the behavior, which is what we want, working on the emotional side of things of helping the dog feel a little more comfortable and a little bit more safe. But you can get a quick fix on gaining control over the dog so you could do that more easily. You can do it. And Zach George is denying it to the millions and millions of people that are seeing just that.
2: Yep. To implement. I really actually wanna give dog Daddy's followers, if they're in here, priority. That's because they're coming over here. A lot of them are confused as to what's going on. A lot of them think that it's just a difference of opinion in training methods. When you punish dogs with issues, you're creating a hazard for public health and safety that could be kids in the home that could be people on the street the dog's primary guardian it could be other dogs it's well established in behavior science what i'm telling you and i encourage you to fact check me is not controversial the in the- too is
0: like when you're leaving the behavior alone for the dog to just outwardly display the aggression issues mm-hmm. you're putting people in even more of a risk yeah right so you're saying don't suppress it because it doesn't make it totally go away it's like Well, I could either leave it at 100% aggressive or I could suppress it down to maybe 20% aggressive. Mm -hmm. Which one sounds safer? Well, (laughs) less aggressive sounds a little bit safer to me. A little
2: bit. ...tipic field. And you might be wondering, well, Augusto must have lots of experience and credentials. I mean, he's like a guru, right? Believe it or not, there's not a single animal behaviorist on planet Earth that you can find that will support these methods. At the highest levels of dog behavior, and believe me, there are a lot of people who work with very dire cases. They're called veterinary behaviorists. Veterinary behaviorists work with some of the toughest cases imaginable. Unfortunately,
0: there are not- you guys want information on vet behaviorists, watch the episode, Zach George's War Against Balanced Dog Training, and we talked about vet behaviorists and why those are fucking bullshit too. Bullshit.
2: Enough veterinary behaviorists to work with all these dogs with aggression issues. There's only a small number of them, Uh, but we also have dog behaviorists who are very educated as well. And the thing that you'll notice with people who have the higher education coupled with experience in this field is that literally 0% of them will advise the use of these types of aversive dog training techniques in order to punish the aggression out of them. It might feel right, but you must, understand the logical fallacy that this is. If you're being intellectually honest about the topic, it doesn't address the underlying cause. There are many causes of aggression. Fear is a common one. This is what we most commonly see in Augusto de Oliveira's videos. We see fearful dogs that are being dragged, escalating fear. We call trainers like Augusto in the dog training industry, yanking crank dog trainers. They use overly necessary force in order to just shut the dog down. The after shots you're looking at. Now, I I you notice hit.
0: they've also shown the same three clips mm-hmm. about 20
2: times already in this video. do yep. a few things. Almost without exception, you will see heavy panting in the after fixed shot. Heavy panting like that is often a sign of psychological distress. Tails in between legs. Ears pinned back avoiding eye contact with the handler, trying to get away from him, looking back to their primary guardian for assistance. These are all signs that this is not the approach. Did you get the dog to stop the behavior in the moment? Sure, but you haven't addressed the underlying issue. It's a false argument to say that Well, this works quickly and this is a desperate situation because you haven't fixed anything. And what we have here is someone who has assured themselves that they have an education in dog behavior. However, he's not produced any credentials or any indication that he has the knowledge to be giving this advice to the public and none is required to his benefit. He doesn't have to, that's where our laws are. That's kind of why there's a big uproar right now. This uproar towards dog daddy is centering from mainly the dog behavior community because we have particular knowledge of how those methods affect dogs long-term because we deal with those dogs. Elected representatives don't necessarily understand that. And so the louder our voice gets to make this concept known to the public, the more likely it is that we can do things like get licensure for dog training. Dog trainers should be, it should be a licensed profession. You're working with animals. Those animals can bite. They can kill other animals. They can harm other people. Incredible responsibility of your advice, giving it to the public. So getting to
0: the underlying cause argument, we've said this a million times, one mm -hmm. of the biggest things that frustrates me about it is it assumes that, so he said, you know, used fear as an example, right? He's like, it doesn't get to the underlying cause if the dog is just scared. That's why they're acting aggressively. So what you're saying is that it's okay that if a dog is scared, That they can attack somebody. Or if they're scared, they could attack or what he just said here, kill another dog Mm -hmm. because they're scared. That ain't real life, buddy. (sighs) No. That ain't real life. If these dogs are going to stay alive, it doesn't matter if they're scared or not. They can't do that. Yeah. And guess what? I don't have to not be scared to attack my neighbor or not be scared to not go rob a bank or not be scared to do A, B, C, or D. We as humans are able to comprehend, even though I'm scared right now, my behavior has limits because there's consequences for those types of things. It's just real life. Mm-hmm. It's not rocket science. Nope. It's not sciency, crazy, fancy-schmancy like he's making it out to be. Mm-hmm. It's okay to say, just because you're anxious right now or just because you're scared right now, You cannot act in a dangerous way. Yeah. Because if dogs can't learn that skill, you're always going to be at the mercy of, I really hope my dog doesn't get scared right now and that I've successfully built a positive association with this thing. Because if I don't, and if my dog does get scared, he's going to seriously hurt somebody or he's going to seriously hurt another dog. Yep. Which... You're just always going into every situation, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. What kind of life is that? Like at that point, Terrible. you got to just put the dogs down. I mean, that's yep. not that's not safe. That is less safe mm-hmm. than saying we've successfully taught a boundary regardless of the dog's emotional state of mind. And we're going to work to try to shift the emotional state of mind. Mm-hmm. But regardless of how far that gets, they still can't act aggressively or dangerously.
2: Exactly required there. You've seen some disturbing videos that I posted of Augusto. We've got video of him putting dogs in crates, poking them with sticks. We have him uh, yanking and cranking dogs to teach them come when called. He's not the only one that trains this way. I don't want to make that point. My now, sense is that
0: both of those videos you just showed, the first one, he didn't poke the dog with the stick. No. The the, do- the stick never touched the dog, the dog touched the stick. Mm-hmm. And in the second video, the dog was yanking and cranking away from him just holding the leash.
2: Yep. 30% of dog trainers actually train this way. However, he has a big audience and he's promoting these methods. And so they're growing, which is why he is uh, the person we're focusing on right now. This is my beautiful wife, Free. Mwah. She's our partner. She's been amazing. This is Veronica. In psychology, we accept currently the when i say we i'm talking about the broader behavior scientific community that all animals are governed by the same laws of learning there's not a different set of learning laws for dogs than there are for people or birds or insects they literally are all governed by the same rules of behavior we have found that reinforcement that management that de-escalating problematic situations has yielded exponentially better results and the the former is problematic for the reasons that i've, I've listed earlier he was talking about as far as punishing being reinforcer to you the person so because
3: you're another animal who's also learning that was the point of me pointing out learning laws are applying to us yes just like all the other species
2: that's true the methods implemented by augusto Jay Oliveira, known as the Dog Daddy, what he's doing is not difficult. It's very easy to swing a dog around by the neck. Generally, dog trainers look at dog training in one of a couple of ways, either a dog-centered or a human-centered way. We tend to really focus the dog's emotional well-being so that they're a well-adjusted family member and not just view them as some subservient being that needs to do everything we say and shouldn't do anything we don't say. We want dogs to feel free to express natural instincts to do things that come natural to them in a healthy, safe way. For instance, we don't wanna suppress dog sniffing. This is something that's vital to them. We don't want to suppress their exercise. We wanna make sure that they have that natural outlet. Uh, We don't want to suppress their curiosity to such a point that they shut down. We wanna give them healthy outlets in order to express those things. I think all of you, especially Augusto's fans, will understand if you have a dog that You want the best for them. I know you love your dog. You're willing to pay someone $400 for a training session to help your dog. You definitely need to go someone who's qualified. This isn't meant to insult him. And I I think I'm factual when I say this. True professionals in dog behavior, when they look at what Dog Daddy is doing, they view him as a act. And I'm not saying this to be disrespectful, but, it's it's like, look at this magic trick. Oh, see this big, fierce dog? Let me shut it down by yanking and cranking. Look how amazing I
3: am. I just hope that we can uh, help yeah. Help teach people about that there's a, a better way. Literally better.
0: I'm so sick of hearing that we just want to be able to teach people there's a better way. Show it. Yeah. I w- just, guys, Please. like I, it's like beating your head against the fucking wall right every time they say that this problem can be you got all the addresses of where this fucking dude is so go show up as a whoever you think is the person that has the better way go show up at the seminar and i can guarantee you because zach george has offered to pay i think ten thousand dollars or fifteen thousand dollars to zach george to show up at one of his seminars and work with one of the dogs Mm mm-hmm You could go there and show them, and damn, man, if you fucking showed up at one of those seminars as Zach George, the fucking aggressive dog rehabilitator, right, and you went there and you fucking worked your magic, and boom, man, dog's just as good as this, never had to touch a fucking leash, anything like that, you would be the fucking man. (laughs) <laughs> seriously yeah. right like if you just showed up there and you fucking work your magic boom 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 right you would be the man yeah you would be the fucking
1: man yeah imagine him like this dog you know bro for example this giant akita yeah right? giant akita
0: wrapping around you trying to fucking bite your leg and shit yeah show us you fucking <laughs> yeah. handling this dog yeah let's come on that, let's see that positive let's only <laughs> see it right and and again like I've said it a million times. You'd monopolize this shit. Every one of his fucking followers that are at that thing would be like, well, shit, I don't want a Gusto to fucking, you know, correct my dog and get all firm with them. If yeah. I just watched what this guy did. Yeah. But instead you got to tear down the tallest building. You said a the biggest guy in the game right now. So since we don't like his methods, we need to destroy him. So people stop seeing it and, and accidentally see his results as, as good so so they don't accidentally have their dog helped and saved for the rest of their life. Yeah. So they're not tricked into the next seven years that they live with their dog, yeah. you know, living with this really well-behaved dog. But really, really, it, it didn't work. But yeah. they were tricked into thinking it worked. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come yeah. on. <laughs> so well, yeah. Point. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, it's, it's like, it's la- it's laughable, actually, when you break it down in these ways.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, and And like everything I've ever seen... That we've watched Zach George, it's always like, like the yeah, a puppy or a beagle or like some mini something. I've never seen him work with in anything like these kind of dogs, bro.
0: And I don't even care how Zach George trains. I really don't. Yeah, it's just like you're just like the stuff you, folk like focus on your training. You know yeah. what I mean?
1: Like you train dogs. Yeah. Does your stuff work for some things? Yes, yeah. but it's not going to work for this
3: for you and your dog that will work better that will give you a better outcome that's not dangerous
2: well said i think that's perfectly said there are many resources available that center around dog behavior science Next
3: to
2: you. <sighs> yep. i mean so right there that was a prime example you saw that growl come out of veronica growling yeah. is a very stigmatized behavior sometimes we've been documenting this in our current series she's been having a difficult time Okay, a
0: puppy letting out a little bit of a growl because yeah. it's uncomfortable. <laughs> that's like when Waffles hears the neighbor and goes, Ooh. "Yeah." And I look at him, I'm like, "Bro, yeah, <laughs> shut up!" <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, come on, like, the yeah. fuck out of your act. Like, that's the same.
2: No, nah. with uh, shade growling is just simply saying I'm uncomfortable. So, what did I do? Did I punish her? No. We're going to remove her from the environment for a little bit, allow her to feel more comfortable. And, ne- and with shade, I simply redirected his attention away. We don't need to be overly corrective. So that's why we want to de-escalate rather than escalate when dealing with very difficult issues like aggression. Aggressive behavior is not something that is going to be fixed in a public environment without an extensive background and understanding. It's usually very multifaceted and it requires an assessment and it requires us to create a tailored plan for that individual dog. It is irresponsible for a dog training professional to address particularly issues of aggression in a one-size-fits-all approach as we see. Now, some people will say, Zach, you're a one-size-fits-all approach because you use positive reinforcement dog training. And my reply to that is that that indicates a lack of understanding of what positive reinforcement training is. For example, just the other day with Shade, our puppy right here, we worked on sit, lie down, stay, and release. And we used three different ways in a matter of five minutes to teach all four of those skills. We use shaping, we use luring, we use capturing. These are all principles that you won't hear him mention because he doesn't know about them. He doesn't know how to articulate them. He doesn't That's kind
0: of bullshit too, man. <laughs> okay, yeah.
2: Well, I'm a balanced dog trainer
0: and I could explain to you. What did he say? All right, let's let's go through all three of those again. What did he say? Luring was the first one. Luring is teaching a dog to follow an object so you could capture certain behaviors. So Mm -hmm. I lure the dog up, and by luring them, their body naturally goes into position so I can mark and reward it. Mm -hmm. What was the other one he said? Uh, Capturing. Capturing Capturing is basically free shaping. So let's say I want the dog to, I want to teach a dog to get on their dog bed over there, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I would just wait until the dog organically does it, and I would capture it with my positive marker, teaching Mm -hmm. the dog the proper thing. What was the third one he said? I don't remember
2: that you won't hear him mention because he doesn't know about. Down, stay, and release. And we use three different ways in a matter of five minutes to teach all four of those skills. We use shaping, we use luring, we use capturing. So sh-
0: shaping
2: is technically you know
0: successive approximation right so basically we're rewarding steps along the way to the correct behavior to lead the dog mm-hmm. into what it is we want them to do so let's use the example yeah. of them getting on the bed i would first start rewarding the dog when they started moving towards the bed then i would ask a little more i would start rewarding when the dog puts one paw on the bed then two paws and three paws and four paws until finally i get to the actual behavior i want we know what this shit is we use this shit yeah yeah we just have more tools than just that. Yep,
2: exactly. All principles that you won't hear him mention because he doesn't know about them. He doesn't That's know. That's a really t-
0: bold, dumb thing to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, he doesn't know about them. Those are literally he, the most basic dog <laughs> training principles that I
2: would bet you, literally, any dog trainer on the face of the planet. Yeah, literally. Them. <laughs> he doesn't understand what counter conditioning is. He doesn't understand what counter conditioning
0: is reinforcing or creating a positive association with a trigger if a dog is scared of me wiping their paws i could start rewarding as i reach towards them with the paw wiper yeah <laughs> until the dog starts developing a positive association with me coming near their paw with it
2: mm-hmm. sensitization or habituation sensitizing a dog you can say that confidently because of how i watch him train dogs and I'm this is this why the, the dog behavior yeah. is in an uproar over these methods. Our goal isn't to make you angry. Our goal is to help. Dog Daddy posted a response recently saying, you're bullying businesses who host me. We are not bullying businesses who host dog- Yeah,
0: you're right. Posting their phone numbers online and telling people to repeatedly call them, having probably tens of thousands of people blow up their phone number
2: to tell oh, them yeah. to not host the yeah. Dog Daddy. It's not bu- Sh- Not them. bullying them, no. Daddy, We are holding them publicly accountable because we understand <laughs> as a-
0: we're holding them publicly accountable, We're not bullying.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Behavior community that these methods, we have to have an explanation as to why they thought that was okay. So the businesses could easily say, "I was unaware. I'm sorry. This will not happen again. I had no idea."
0: So he believe- wants these businesses to shut down because of the positive punishment that he's throwing at them. Yeah. Right? I want them to just give in and just apologize and say, we didn't know. We didn't know. Just shut down. He doesn't care about the underlying cause. No. He doesn't care about the underlying cause if they actually think he does good work. He just wants them to publicly say,
2: sorry, we didn't mean to do that. Yeah. We would as a community be like, okay. In the case of Blaine Kennels, who recently hosted him, they are a dog training facility who is responsible for educating the public in the Minnesota area. It's not about bullying, it's about informing. We're not saying they're bad dog trainers. What we're saying is you hosted someone who is very problematic. Do you stand by that? This white dog
0: right here, he's posted about 37 million times so far. uh, Dog Daddy did a follow-up post like months later where he met the dog again for a training session and the owners were talking about how amazing the dog was doing in the video. So it's like, this is what I mean. Like you're using this to try to be like, look how horrible he is. But those owners months after the training, their life is better because of that training
2: session. Yep. They can say yes. We can delete our reviews if we just get something. But... We're not trying to take down businesses. We can
0: delete our reviews. So now he's saying we're going on and we're leaving negative reviews for you. Yeah. So negative. So what? What, what? Let's Let's look at this. Right. What's the quadrant of learning he's using? He's using negative reinforcement. So we're applying pressure in the form of negative reviews, <laughs> and we'll release that pressure, meaning delete the reviews yeah. when you do the thing that we want. Yeah. I thought Guys, the- they literally use these. Me- they're he's using. The methods that he's saying he doesn't like. Yeah, well, didn't as None well. of them ever address that point, also of yeah. why, with humans, can you implement these methods? If his fucking wife was just saying a minute That's ago, what I was about to humans say. learn in the same we're governed by the same laws. Yeah. <laughs> It's ridiculous.
2: All right. All of this is First Amendment protected activity. This is what society does when we feel like we are not heard because we are in a this gray area now in many ways in in terms of the law where the law wants to see broken vertebrae for abuse and they don't know how to measure psychological abuse. We're sounding the alarm because dog behavior knowledge has gotten to a place where we can now predict the future a little bit better than we used to be able to when we use certain methods. And so the dog behavior community is trying to scream at the public, at elected officials, saying there's something wrong here. This is not a public good right now. This is a public detriment. It's a public health and safety risk. We're getting more organized around protests in every city that he goes to. I read his schedule. And if any of you wanna have elected representatives in those cities, reach out to me. I will be more than happy to talk to them. It's hard for me to approach absolutely every tip that you guys give me, but if you can make introductions to me, that would be a way that you could help as well. And so that's where we are. All of this is First Amendment protected activity. This is what society does when we feel like we are not heard. And dog behavior experts are not traditionally known for being hellraisers and going out there with starting problems. It's something we've dedicated our lives to. And we are just trying to make sure the public is aware of of this.
3: I have a comment you can address. I appreciate that. I made a post and your fans are already attacking me. I guess you only want people who agree 100% with everything you said.
2: I think discourse is entirely appropriate in any conversation that you're having. And it is true. I mean, we are emotional. It's a charged topic for a lot of people. It's a very emotional topic. For example, I've been doing this nearly 20 years. I've been having this argument for nearly 20 years. and We are finally getting to a place where we're starting. We're trying to help the tide turn on it. I've dealt with so many people in my personal circle, personal circle who have seen him. They were like, oh yeah, look at him. He's, he's pretty good, huh? They just don't know. And so that's what we're committed to clear up for a lot of people. You don't know what you don't know until you know it. And so we're trying to help you know it.
3: Another person says our followers are very aggressive. I just, I, <laughs> I feel like it's important to address because it's yeah, genuinely maybe? not... Uh, yeah, sure, of course.
2: Okay. Um, yes, in terms of our... I think what you're seeing is a passionate following, not necessarily aggressive. A lot of my followers do have a lot of hence-up frustration that this continues to be allowed to go on decade after decade. They don't understand why, given the body of evidence that they are aware of, one would support... This approach, and I think what a, a lot of us may not realize is not everyone has that background. Not everyone understands. You know I'm trying that.
0: to find ways to like put this into perspective, right? Mm-hmm. That would be like, like so. So this conversation of like let's say results versus like scientific evidence, right? Yeah. This would be the equivalent of this. Might be a tell me if this is a stretch. Okay. <laughs> this would be Good the equivalent of me being like, God. I only have thirty dollars in my bank account right now. I only have thirty dollars. And then Zach George comes around and he says, No, there's evidence that says you have a million dollars in your bank account. <laughs> you know, I could I could make yeah. those numbers look a particular way on your on your bank account and, yeah. and you have a million dollars. But you're like, but I only have thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't use that million. No, you have a million dollars. You could just use the million dollars, but <laughs> I physically only have thirty <laughs> That might be a stretch. I don't know. I, know.
1: I, I get where you're. Trying. I mean, I get where you're going with that. But, it's, dude, like, it's just. Isn't just, it just fru- it's frustrating. Yeah, it's just walk around. It's and walk really, around. really frustrating. Yeah.
0: Honestly, and you and, know, we're like cracking jokes and stuff on it. Like the first one we did, like the the Zach George's War against Balance and All Training, I really tried to stay in that, like, real, just like cool, and let me just debate the points and this and that. But like as this is going on, I'm watching this again. Again, this is my first time watching this video. It's just, it really is frustrating. Oh, yeah. Right? Because it's it's simple. The solution is simple. Yeah. Show us. Yeah.
2: And so that's why they're upset. Because to them, they have as much information as uh, Newton's law of gravity to back up their position. Dog Daddy does not have that. He is not scientifically literate. And that's not meant as an insult. I, at one time, was not scientifically literate. And this is a scientific profession. Behavior falls under the sciences and trying to use pseudoscience, I mean he talks about being dominant, he stereotypes dogs personalities based on breed, these are all major major red flags.
3: I saw someone uh, say something about libel.
2: Why how do you suspect it's libel, libel meaning that I'm saying something untrue in writing. I can factually tell you, and this isn't a tip for tat, but a few days ago Augusto de Oliveira. Made a video in front of 2 million TikTok followers saying that I sent someone to poison his dogs. And last week, Zach George sent people to my house to poison my dog. <laughs> I what?
0: forgot that is actually how this all kind of started. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> now, I am very curious how where that came. Okay, so that's where you get into like the weird controversial stuff with dog daddy. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I am legitimately curious what that was all about. Yeah. <laughs> I caught it in time and was able to save my dogs. Yeah, that would be a good example. I'm, a- I'm going to give Zach George the credit on that one. <laughs> if Dog Daddy is making videos saying Zach George is poisoning his dogs, um, yeah, I would probably want some factual evidence on that also. Yeah.
2: If I say he's using abusive dog training practices... I have video evidence to support it. I've read some of the posts that Augusto has made uh, about me, and that's okay. He has a First Amendment right to say whatever he wants, as long as it's not slander or libel. Although a lot of it is slanderous and libelous, and we'll deal with that at another time. I think he accused us of sending people to leave fake reviews. We're not leaving fake reviews. If you read the reviews, they are along the lines of, you hosted- Oh, look at this. Look at
0: all these one-star reviews to a place just because they don't like- this guy
2: yeah a problematic dog trainer at your facility that was open to the public can you explain why you did that if you're a business there's a certain expectation that you will respond to the public because you're catering to the public it doesn't mean you have to but that rubs our public very wrong when you just try to brush it under the rug you're exactly right the reason we're having to go to these places after the fact is because Augusto won't, this should be a red flag to everyone. If you're following him and you don't realize this, if you sign up for his workshop, he won't tell you his location until the last second because he doesn't want people to organize. But He's been doing this since long before we've been calling him out. We would much rather go a week ahead of time or and say, you guys are about to host someone who's very problematic and you should be aware of that. So if you choose to, that's on you, but The public also can say, hey, we don't like that you did that. The methods he's implementing are not his own. These are very traditional methods. These methods originate from the early 20th century. Here's the amazing thing. The methods we're seeing him use, Augusto, were established in a time before the term operant conditioning was even known to mankind. That's how old these are. It's just a really outdated
0: Positive reinforcement has been being used since before operant conditioning was even described, as well, guys. Mm-hmm. Right? People were unknowingly reinforcing behavior in animals and in humans yeah. since before there were scientific terms for it. <laughs> so that that yeah. argument doesn't
2: mean anything. No, literally outdated way to approach dog behavior that carries with it a host of side effects that are well documented. I'm going to get one. This water. has been
3: asked a couple of times. Uh, Does the ASPCA sanction this opinion? But I have here their position statement on training aids and methods. But I'll just read you the very last final sentence of the statement. The ASPCA is opposed to any training equipment that causes a pet to experience physical discomfort or undue anxiety. They don't sanction it because it's an opinion. They sanction it because they have veterinary behavior. So so let's read
0: between the lines here.
3: Getting back to this is deeper than... I'm not posting this
0: because I'm like... We got to help Dog Daddy, right? Like, listen, I, I I, like the guy, right? Like, we did a podcast with him. He was very nice, right? Um, I'm posting this because this is exposing the deeper. They don't care about just Dog Daddy. They care about anybody that is using training tools and balanced methods. Yep. Dog Daddy is just the biggest fish in the pond right now, mm-hmm. and that's the reason why they're going after him first, but you guys are all next in this, myself included. Mm-hmm. This is why this is important
3: other Mm -hmm. scientific sources cited here with evidence supporting why this appears to be true
2: even though in the dog training world using these harsh techniques is controversial and some people think they're necessary and others don't in the broader field of psychology ethology neurobiology and those broader scientific fields it is not controversial there's an absolute consensus among scientists that this is a counterproductive way to approach dog behavior not only the ASPCA as she was talking about, but every credentialed organization on earth are against these methods you know i like to think that i'm a scientific thinker and a logical thinker and you should not just have one source don't believe me in fact say i'm making it all up i want you to confirm that if you want i will tell you that we make you you know youtube dog training videos and we do take our fact checking very seriously as good as i am i'm not better than the broader scientific community and neither is augusto and neither is any dog trainer and the reluctance to acknowledge this or be even aware of it. There's a saying, we don't know what we don't know until we know it. But we have to go through the effort to know it, to even understand, that we didn't know it in the first place. I don't get the impression that he understands very much about uh, basic psychology other than if you intimidate an animal, yeah, they'll listen. But there isn't an acknowledgement of the psychological harm that's induced. We have to call this out. We have an obligation as a profession not only to call this out, but to call it out as loudly as we possibly can because it is a public health and safety risk. This is trying to write something that we feel is a, a true wrong. Thank you for hearing us out. And if you have any other questions leave them below i'll be happy to interact with you in the comments
0: hmm it's wild man and here's the other side of things right just listening to that he admitted he is fully prepared to shut people down that are helping dog daddy yeah right he is prepared to weaponize his millions of followers to intimidate people into listening I know Zach charge has watched our podcast episodes we've done about him before because he's commented on them, mm-hmm. right? And he's commented very specific things in them that you would only know if you watched the video, mm-hmm. right? This podcast episode we're doing right now, just think about this, right? I am, in a way, defending the dog daddy in this publicly to my couple tens of thousands of followers, Right? We got, what, collectively like 60,000 followers across all our platforms or something Mm. like that, right? What if he decides that because I'm helping Dog Daddy to send all those followers our way? Go to Miracle Canine Training, Google, ruin our perfect five-star review by sending hundreds if not thousands of one-star reviews onto our page and saying, we'll only take them down if you publicly go out and say you were wrong. Mm-hmm. No, I'm I'm it's I'm bullshit. dead serious about this. Yeah. Just think about that. Yeah, it's fucked. It's fucked. Yeah. It's fucked for having an opinion. Mhm. This is it, guys. I'm telling you, you're not dealing with logical people. No. You're not.
1: This is what this is what Danny Wells was warning us about, people like this.
0: And this is one of those times where like as dog professionals, if we want to stand up for what we're doing, you better fuck. You better stand up. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're gonna end this podcast. I just, I, like I said, it's this isn't about dog daddy. This isn't about anybody. This is about how real this stuff can get for you in this industry, just because of a difference of opinions, and because this difference of opinion can't be proven visually, they have to resort to tearing everybody else down. Yep. So that's what we got for you. So just stay aware for our listeners. If you're a trainer you better be prepared to stand behind what you believe in because I'm telling you, it, it could be you next. It it's could be coming. us next. It's coming. You got anything else you want to add in?
1: No. You stink, Zach George. Sorry.
0: I don't know, man. I I, I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, fuck I, Zach George. That's not what we're trying to do here. But, man, mean. do I feel like what he's doing right now is, you want to talk about unethical?
1: <sighs> yeah. Just like, yeah, if you get to this point, Zach George, when you watch this video, you know, your wife literally said that you should treat dogs and humans in the same plane and insects and all that shit. Well, you're going against that by ruining people's lives unless you get what you want.
0: Imagine being a wedding venue. Yeah. That now has hundreds of reviews. One star saying you condone animal abuse and things like imagine that insane wow insane wow it's fuck it's it's <laughs> yeah i don't know man whatever that's where we're gonna leave you guys yep it's real shit so uh stay tuned for our next episode yep. we got a guest coming on next week be a good one um, probably gonna be unrelated to this <laughs>
3: <laughs> thank god all right guys until next time yep. see you